1: Hello, Um, I am uh, Mark Von Muser here with Clients on Demand, and I am being joined by the always amazing, the always talented, the always effervescent Jane Jewell.
2: Hello, everyone.
1: Hello, hello. Uh, I'm excited about today's topic because this comes up and um, we see it all the time, and that's the word fear. And fear, guys, um, when unharnessed can paralyze you faster than just about anything. And what's tricky about fear is fear doesn't even have to be real to be to completely incapacitate you and Mm. and shut you down and could not be in a better conversation with somebody who's been dealing with this for God knows what 30 40 years and (laughs) so do it. I will. But it's like even like working with the six wealthiest person on the planet, working with billionaires, working with Olympic gold medalists, working with movie stars, working with moms, working with dads, working with single unemployed people. Fear affects everybody. And people don't realize that when you see the multi-billionaire up there, you think, oh, well, they don't have any fear. They can just buy their way out. But is that really true? No. No, they still have it too. And by the end of this call though, we're going to go ahead, not only explain what fear really is, but also what it can provide for you and the power that you can use it to call forth. So that's why it's so important because if you're listening to this, I guarantee it fear is a part of you. Some of us have a great masking so we will pretend it doesn't affect us and we just power through and pretend and don't look at it. But there's a way to harness the power of fear so that it empowers you instead of paralyzing you. And that's really the focus of the today's call. So first and foremost, though, I'm excited because, again, this is something at Jane's area of expertise, my area of expertise. And I remember coming up and watching so many people with major talent, great opportunity, great business models, great, up, you know, financial upside, yet they could not get themselves to pick up the phone. They could not get themselves to go meet with people. They could not get themselves because of fear. Hmm. They were afraid of some of the ones that I saw of being humiliated. Well, what if I get out and I don't know what to say? They were afraid of failing. Well, what if I do it and it doesn't work? Uh, Fear of not being enough. What if I do it and the guy kind of tears me apart and I don't know what to say? And humiliation comes into play. Fear of poverty. Fear of success comes up every now and then. Fear of not being able to deliver once you get a client. Then what? Or, you know, even something like wasting this opportunity in that. But fear, guys, is everywhere. But if you know how to harness it, you can be hyper, hyper successful. And you can learn how to not only have it awaken you, but bring forth, call forth the better part of you. So that's what we're going to cover. And I know, Jane, you've been working in this for, I won't date you, but a long, long time as well. Um, And at the end of the day, when we watch somebody step into their power, isn't that one of the big hurdles that we're helping them get over?
2: Well, sure. I think, you know, everyone wants to experience a little bit more of them standing in their, in their strength, standing in their center, standing in a possibility. Mm -hmm. That's what we all want. But sometimes we stand in fear and sometimes the challenge is less about feeling fear and more about making the fact that we feel fear wrong.
1: Yes. That's a good point.
2: Right.
1: Yeah. It's part of the human condition. Um, we'll get to it, too. But I believe in a, what I have seen is that it makes you pay attention. It makes you, you know, again, but you're right. If I feel fear, that makes me weak or that makes me bad. When in reality, you've heard me talk about the analogy. If you're out there with your buddies and you see a grizzly bear with a mama cub, you better damn well have fear. Or you're going to be its meal. Mm -hmm. You know, and again, that's where it comes in. You don't have to outrun, run the bear. You need to outrun the guy standing next to you who's paralyzed by fear. And I'm just kidding. Hopefully that never happens, but let's break it down. So let's look at fear. What is fear? According to the dictionary, number one, the verb version is to be afraid of something or someone as likely to be dangerous, painful, or threatening. That's the verb application. Let's look at the noun. Unpleasant emotion caused by a belief. That someone, something is dangerous, likely to cause pain or a threat. So this will affect people in multiple ways. But the two big extremes, most people get paralyzed by it or it puts them on self uh, protection mode. It puts them in scarcity mode. It puts them in lockdown and hypervigilance. Now, every now and then, if you have the right strategies, the right support system, it will awaken something that you're alluding to. It will awaken the greatness of courage. It will do things like that. So, let's break that down and kind of look at fear. What is fear and how can we do that? Because let's look at the first point. And this is something you've seen it, I've seen it, but fear when properly harnessed will call forth courage. Courage is those moments when we look back in our life and we look at it and we say, Yeah, I was scared to stand up in front of the school because all the bullies might have said something, but I did it anyway. Or when you were a gymnast and you had to go in front of the whole thing and you're hoping you had your your routine nailed. But if you're human, you would have thought, well, what if I miss, don't stick the landing? What if I, that double is just a little bit too much and I don't rotate enough? And what happens if I don't do this? And then all of a sudden we do that. So one of the things too, let's talk about how it can call forth courage.
2: Yeah, I think um, before I jump in, I'm just gonna step back one second. Mark is is remembering the distinction between the two different types of fear, also allows you to stand a little bit more centered. It's like mm-hmm. the difference between like the real fear that you that you, where danger is approaching. It's like okay, I'm driving, I'm on ice, I've hit the ice, and now I'm sliding towards a tree. Yep, that's. Real danger in the moment. And then there's the second way you're experiencing, oh, it's supposed to snow next week. I'm going to have to drive from here to grandma's house. And it could be icy. Not only could it be icy, I could actually slip on the ice. And I might not remember to turn my wheel in the right direction Therefore, I might hit a tree. And so one of them is happening now, mm-hmm.
0: needs a direct
2: response. And the other one is driven by your psychology and driven by the questions that you're asking that's actually putting fear present. The interesting thing is, is both of them feel very real, mm-hmm. whether you're slipping and hitting a tree or you're thinking about it so intently that you might slip and hit a tree. But the thing is, is that if you're thinking about it, are you going to let that prevent you from going to grandma's house? Yeah.
1: And most people do. That's it's interesting you say that. I actually had this last year up in the mountains Mm. and I didn't think about it. But all of a sudden there was black ice coming down the turns, doing all the S turns. And there was one coming down and I'm observing the speed limit you know, and I'm coming down and all of a sudden
2: speed limit. That was a good one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. pretty sure that was happening. So as I hit it though, I hit this one area of black ice. Couldn't see it. Not one sign out there. And all of a sudden, like you said, all of a sudden in the middle of it, I start going exactly like you said, but it wasn't another tree. It was going into oncoming traffic. Mm -hmm. And it was like for that split second, it was like, Oh crap. And it was immediately, and thank God I had four-wheel drive, you know, which is formatic, which it finally caught. But I mean, it, it could have been a head-on collision. And, but you're right. There are other people I know who will not drive to the top of the hill for exactly what you said. The, they don't even know if there's any black ice, but that's kind of the thing. So they won't even go up to the top and enjoy the snow or enjoy the the skiing or anything because, well, I might get in a car accident on the way up. Um, where we see that on the phone, this happens all the time. People with their business, I don't want to do my ads. I don't want to do my webinar because if I do it and I do it wrong, people will laugh at me. People will, uh, I'll lose money on the phone. I don't want to get on the phone because this one time, this one person was so rude to me and I didn't know what to say when they said they wanted to talk to me. Right. And so what happens though, is they get really creative and they have a dream of financial independence, but that fear becomes so real. And it's hidden behind stories. Well, when I get one day, someday when the market and next thing you know, they got all these things, but the end result is they're not living their dream. They're not enrolling people. They're not even getting out there. And so, they'll have, I need more training. I need this. I got to get this cleaned out. I got to clean up my office. And those are things that we use to protect ourselves from possibly ever putting ourselves in the arena. So, happens. Happens a lot. So I love that distinction. So thank you. So let's look forward about how when properly harnessed with the right strategies or the right expert, the right mentor, the right system that you can harness the fat power about fear calls forth courage.
2: Well, yeah. Right. Like you don't get to experience courage. You don't get to experience bravery without having like a minute of fear, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, something I'm always trying to, uh, talk to my kids about, but I'm afraid. Like what, what if we, you know, it's like great news. You're afraid because you know, you have an opportunity to feel courage. Isn't it fun to be courageous?
1: Yeah. Remember when we were in, in Kauai Remember we were in Kauai and we're getting ready to jump off the cliffs into the lagoon and and you know Jayla was there and it's like she was totally courageous but that was a big jump for her. It
2: was a really big it was a big jump for everyone.
1: I know. I didn't like it either. The longer you stand on that ledge, it's like even me I started feeling it in my stu- you know, chest and I'm like, okay. So the longer you stand on that ledge was the worst part, but the minute you jumped in and yeah. you were filled with exhilaration, but I remember how proud you were of, of Jayla, how, how proud Jayla was, where she did it. And it was like, and a lot of the adults didn't do it. And she did. But that was an example, though, of where, you know, with the right encouragement. And I remember you were there, we were there, you know, the, the family was there and it, just watching her take that jump because that it, her height, that would seem like jumping off the Empire State Building. Oh, yeah, it was huge. And um, but that was an example. And I remember what she said is, I don't want to miss out. You know, and it was really true. But I remember watching, even in something like that, how fear could have kept her from living her dream and experiencing all that Kauai had to offer. And yeah. it's still something she talks about. The other one was when we were in the Caribbean. And I mean, she's crazy. I love it about it. But we went out in the night and we were on the, the kayaks. It's pitch black. And there's a place in the Caribbean that you go, pitch black, guys. Remember when you were a kid? How old is Jayla? She's 11. She's 11. So it's pitch black. We're in these kayaks and we're going to this place, which is oh, a bio. Was
2: she was nine then, I think. Yeah.
1: And it's bioluminescent bay, right? So we paddle all night long. It's pitch black. You can barely see where you're going in the middle of the ocean. Then we come around this bay. We go up into this place. And all of a sudden, as we got farther up, It's bioluminescence just like in the movie Life of Pi and you could move your paddle in the water and see it and all the bioluminescence and sure enough, Jayla immediately jumps in the water and starts swimming in and seeing it because again, the joy and the whatever, courage, but I remember if I was nine, I would have been scared to, you know what, to jump in the water in the middle of the night. But it was really amazing to watch. And then Aiden jumped in and then the other kids that were with us jumped in too. But that's a really powerful thing that, again, part of it was because they had a a support system. Part of it was that we were there. Um, But how many places in life do you think most people are afraid to jump in the water of their dream? Because of what could happen?
2: Yeah, just... I love that because it actually is like, even the, this example is showing a little bit more of like in the moment mm-hmm. of it, you know, like you're right going up against the waves and it was pitch dark and they were with Mark. They weren't even with mom. They were with, well, they were with Mark, uncle Mark, um, yeah, you know, and, and still it was easier for her She didn't even question it, that it was dangerous in a lot of respects because she's had a lifetime of cultivating some of that bravery. She's had a lifetime of cultivating some of that courage and not just with things like jumping off cliffs or, you know, swimming with waterfalls or dolphins or luminescence. Like she's had those kind of experiences that do cultivate that muscle, but also just in our everyday life as parents Mm -hmm. of like saying, okay, yeah, I know. You have to give up there and do a speech. It's going to take courage. It's going to take bravery. Yep. Yes, I know you're getting up and doing a dance solo. It can be scary because what? What will people think? What if I mess up? What if I forget my routine? What if blah, blah, blah? Okay, and then and then helping her to cultivate those things. So the neat thing is when you talk about with children and if you're you know raising your children in a way that you are in a place in your own life where you can help your children cultivate what, fear really is being courageous, being brave and all of that great news. But didn't you want to do a check-in too? Have you done that with yourself? Because honestly, it doesn't matter how old you are, whether you're, you know, six, eight, 10, you know, 16, 40, 40. or if you're <laughs> old as Mark, can't even do it. <laughs> but like, that's something that has to be, it has to be cultivated. And I think that's exactly what you're talking about here yes. is, is being able to be more comfortable in the fear and it's not about making dumb decisions. It doesn't mean like you go to grandma's house if you're getting a, you know, 10 feet of snow and blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah, but it's about looking at it. Is this an intelligent decision and not rationalizing about intelligence, but just kind of looking at, is there a way that I'm thinking Mm -hmm. that's stopping me from doing something I really want to do? Is there a way that I'm thinking that's stopping me, you know? with Jayla. I really want to be a great dancer. I really want to be able to have a solo. I really want the, those kinds of things. But what I'm thinking is, what if the music stops? What if I don't remember my routines? And sometimes that happens. That's right. Sometimes that happens. You know, uh, some of her good, you know, we travel and we do these big competitions weekend longs and they take, I oh, we do about eight, eight of them or so a year. And one of her best friends was doing a solo, and she got up, and she'd done it. She'd performed it. She'd competed it three times. Something happened. She got up there, and she forgot. She forgot her solo, and and right, that could happen in Facebook Live. That could happen when you're teaching. That could be happening at any given time. But she stopped for a second, and she stood there, and you could see her struggling with like what's next. And the truth is she pulled it out. She Mm -hmm. she missed a couple of, she missed maybe 30 seconds and she finished up strong last minute or so. But I bring this up because how great is it that she had this opportunity to get up there and the worst thing that could happen, happened like the worst thing that could happen actually happened. And she was okay. I know. And she was okay. Like, she got off. She was disappointed. She cried a minute. But within 15 minutes, she was okay. And now she has this muscle of a couple of things. Okay, I need to practice more. Okay, well, next time I'm just going to improv because the truth is I know how to dance. And even if I just move and they don't, the, te- the the judges don't know I'm just making it up, right? Like, just like your audience doesn't know if in that moment you're focusing on the outcome and you don't remember exactly if you have something written down on a piece of paper. right? So it's like, she cultivated. And what's awesome is she gets to take that experience of bravery. She gets to take that experience of getting up there and feeling like she failed in the Mm -hmm. moment. And she gets to put that in her pocket. She gets to put that into her identity and now she gets to keep it forever.
1: Huge. Well, the other one, too, though, is that behind the scenes, though, is again, that's, you know, let's forget that it's your daughter. But the because I had this with Montana and Cassie, too, that when you're there to help them take that transition, that's an example of a great mentor, a great coach, a great parent, somebody who can show them how to take the win out of that. And that's why people that don't have it, the same thing can happen and it will paralyze them forever because now they have the wrong reference without the 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 next connecting the dots, I remember when i was um, I had that happen to me too. I was doing the sound of music 1500, 1,500 people in the audience big orchestra pit the whole deal and I was Rolf right and i mean i'm there we're crushing it we're getting great reviews everything's going great packed house and i remember the one scene at the end and unfortunately it's not like you can improvise this because everyone knows every line in the play it's very well known so i'm doing this thing and it's like it's where Rolf gets there and tells um, mr von trop Lute- uh, whatever and Liesel that your dad needs to go there or whatever i can't remember the line right now but i remember turning and looking at the audience to give them and we're all mics so you can't you can't Get a, someone call out a line, and I look, and I lose my presence for a second. I look, and I can see all fifteen hundred people. And I was like, "Wow, there's a lot of people out there." In my mind, and I immediately forgot what the hell I was supposed to say. And I remember, oh shit, I don't know what to say. And then Liesel's down there looking, Von Trapp's looking at me. They're like, uh, "Get do the line." So they, the audience can't see their face. Everyone's freaking out. And I just remember it was funny because I go, just make sure he gets there, gets the whatever. And it's like, I can't remember what it was, but I went afterwards. But to your point, that's the worst thing that can happen. And in front of 1,500 people in the news, newspapers and the people that were reviewing the play, and I'm still okay. And it was funny because then afterwards, I had so many people come up and they go, "You know that moment where at the end I could feel your anxiety and your anger." And da, da, da. I was like, "Yeah, you could feel me freaking out." But it was funny because it's like, what would happen in life if we were able to? I like Dr. Schuler's point. What would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? Mm-hmm. And it's like, that was it because what would we do in life? What would you do in business? How would we bring our business to the world? If we knew that, hey, you're going to fall down sometimes. But if you had a great coach, you had a great mentor and somebody to walk you out of that and realize this is normal. Yeah. And it's like, how many times do we even get where we, we celebrate when somebody gets their first hater on their ad? Now, we know before people don't even do that, but it's almost like if you don't get a bad review as a rock, rock star, you're not doing enough. If you don't get a bad review as an author writing a book, you're not, not trying hard enough. No one is ever going to like everything you do. Right. But it's pretty amazing. This is why it's so critical to have a, a team and a support system and a strategy in your corner because when you have to go by yourself, it's very, very tough to do. So, but that's the one thing that it does is, is to your point with Jayla and this other girl with dance though, is that it becomes part of your identity in that every time you face fear, one or two things will happen. You either step up and face it and build the courage that goes with it. So the next time you can step even further and jump even a little bit higher, or the next time you go, Oh, well, that's scary. So you contract and you stop going.
2: I can't do it. And it no. starts to become like, if you're not careful this box. Yep. You can go so far as, like, this prison of, like, what you're living in because you you have to go around, like, protected Mm -hmm. of what you cannot and cannot do in, in terms of what feels comfortable and what doesn't feel comfortable.
1: Right. And all your magic happens outside of your comfort zone. So that comfort zone gets smaller and smaller and smaller and more that edge of that comfort zone gets bigger and taller, those walls. So you just kind of get stuck in there all knowing that there's a dream out there, but you, you just hunker down. This happens after people do a breakthrough call and it doesn't go good or they do an ad that doesn't convert or they do a webinar that didn't work right. And, and very quickly, some people without support will contract real quick and get in that comfort zone and there's about 50 zillion stories about why they won't do it. Hmm. so very true let's look at the second piece um which stacks on this but when faced and when done like you're talking about let's talk about how it builds muscle and builds that confidence and strengthens the identity because that's really what happens um somebody like that
2: something that you're uncertain about and you do it anyway you get a little bigger mm -hmm. right like you just you expand you get a little bigger like oh my gosh, remember that one time I was so afraid and then I did it. Like, think about it. All the times when things felt hard or they felt like it was a challenge, they felt like it was like this big deal, and then you're on the other side of it, those are the best stories. Like, those are the things that you tell over and over again. And I don't, even if it's something small, like, you're doing a team challenge and you remember how you had to like, you know, teeter on a tightrope or blah, 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 blah. And you're like, it was so cool. Cause I was so afraid. And I looked down and I felt like I was a hundred miles in the air and it's like 10 feet, but you know what? It was so, it was how I was feeling. And then I realized, right? Like those are mm-hmm. your best stories. And then you're like, and now it means blah, 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 blah. Or, or even things that are a little bit more intense, like, you know, I know you were in the military or you're in different, you know, life and death situations, even like, those are the moments where you're like, I'm on the other side of it. And this is what I know is true. And this is, it's like, again, you're just like, you're adding to who you are with all of this extra muscle, all of this extra stuff because, so that you start to move through the world a little less shakable
1: Mm-hmm.
2: A little less shakable, where you just have this confidence that you can do things. Um, you know, I have a friend who's afraid to fly. And I can't imagine that because you're so limited
1: mm-hmm.
2: of where you can go, be, experience, do, right? All of that. And I remember thinking to myself, well, are you really afraid to fly or are you afraid? about everything you have to go through to get on the plane. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: You know, like you got to figure out, it's not just the flying. It's like we get dropped off at the airport. What do you do with your luggage? Where, where do you go? How do I know? Oh, it's my airline. Oh, okay. I have to go here. Okay. That's one thing I get through. Okay. Then I have to go to security, but like what line, like, what are they going to say to me? Like, I don't understand these, like, like what I can take and what I can't take. And then you get across there and you have to figure out like, well, what gate do I go to? And my ticket, it says this, but now it's moved. Like, how do I figure that out? Right. Like there's all of these things that like come into play that was really not about the airport or or the Mm -hmm. actual flight. And sometimes it's the flight. But even when it's a flight, it's usually about like, what are you making that mean? And we can mm-hmm. go down that whole thing too. But I remember saying to myself, well, I always want to have my children armed with the ability to believe there's always a solution and everything. You can figure it out and you can have, be resourceful so that you know that you can count on your resourcefulness. So then you can move through whatever the uncertainty or fear is. Right. And so that little distinction made me do things like with my kids travel. Okay. Where do we go? How do you figure out where to go? What does it say on your ticket? What, what flight are we on? And I say this because this really isn't about flying, but it's about teaching them how to figure that out. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of the times It's just about doing something. Like I said, whether you're 10 or you're 40 of like, okay, well, what seems logical to take away from that, that uncertainty. And again, the more you do it, the more it's a part of your identity.
1: Well, that's why it becomes so important in business, because that's the same thing. I remember my daughter, when Montana went to go driving, she was petrified. And the, and the way they delivered it was not very good. First time she ever got behind the wheel, the lady wanted to go somewhere and took her on the freeway during rush hour. It night was very first time. and She had never been behind the wheel. She came home freaking out. I'm never doing that again. And it's like totally upset. And it's like, but then we bracked it down and started working with her. And now she drives and she drives back and forth to college all by herself and just doesn't even think about it. And it's like, we did the same thing with the airport. And even though we did that and then she got there and it's like she didn't know to check her bag even though we did it a hundred times. So she brought her bag to the front of the gate, you know what I mean? Didn't check it and all this little stuff. But what's happened though is she, to your point though, is that she was able to figure it out Mm. without losing, losing it. But that's the same thing in business. It seems like, you know, if you're going through business trying to get through an airport and how do I get through TSA? How do I check my bags? How, what, what gate do I go? It's very confusing. Multiply that by a hundred because that's business how do I do this? How do I do my calls? How do I do my webinar? How do I do this? How do I deliver the value? What software programs? Each one of those can trip up the person, which is why it's so critical to have that expert support. Because to them, it's it's like a grandmaster in martial arts. They already know the hundred different ways to handle the situation. But when you're the one doing it the first time, there's so many things coming at you, you can shut down pretty quick. Yeah. But it's, it's pretty amazing though to watch that growth and all of a sudden it's like somebody has a tough day or a bad call and they they know, know how to re- recharge it because they've been trained the strategy to do that. And now they know how to put an, a different spin on it. They know how to love the person anyway and get back to their goal. Let's look at the third one. One of the big ones too is I believe this is one of the greatest gifts that fear can give you if you if you are not paralyzed by it and that i believe that you can call it god but it's that god's keeping you to pay attention because it's important. Mm-hmm. So to this gets all the way back to your first point which is people have a belief that it's bad that it's this and so what happens though it can paralyze you. But it's it, the analogy in the story i said that if you're out there walking out in the wilderness with your kids and your family and you come across a mother grizzly with her cubs and you don't have fear you could that could end very poorly. You, there is a place for fear because it makes you pay attention. There is a place for it because it means it's important. And you value your life, kind of like, hey, the roads are icy. If your kids and in, in boy, you know, your son's going to drive, you're going to have that conversation with right. him.
2: Right. He won't drive. That's <laughs> like right. You're going to make and, some and intelligent decisions. Like, it's correct. not about not making intelligent decisions at times. but if Just
1: you're like limited. we, we talk about don't drink and drive because we right. know the consequence of that. Right. You know, and, and again, that's that intelligent decision. But it's like if people are walking around ignorant, that's why they have the Darwin Awards. Those are for people who don't understand that, you know what I mean? They, they just kind of go do stupid, stupid stuff. One of my favorite ones, and this person didn't do it, but they they strung up a uh, 10,000 helium balloons onto a lawn chair. Do the math. And they sat in the lawn chair. Next thing you know, they're up there 30,000 feet up in the air. Well, that's cool. But how do you get down? Which became the problem but it's like, you know what I mean? Fear is meant, yeah, fear is meant to keep you paying attention to what's important. The key is not to get paralyzed by it. And that really is where it comes down to. You need to have a strategy. You hopefully have built the muscle or you have someone that can navigate you through it and keep you moving to the other side. Yeah. So very, very important. So the one thing about it, again, let's talk about ways to hack it so that you're not paralyzed by fear. The first one to me that comes up, it's been every one of the stories that we've talked about, but that's really about mentorship, expertise, or the support. Why is that so important? Having an expert who's done this before, whether it's learning how to fly, learning how to drive, learning how to build a seven-figure business, why is the mentorship, how can that help somebody navigate past fear? Well,
2: if you have somebody who's done it before, you can borrow some of that confidence because they've seen the strategy work. Mm -hmm. So that's one way is that, that you can look at it and go, well, it's worked over here. It's these stats. They're getting a result. It makes sense now, right? Like, so you can have, you can create some certainty and some confidence from the fact that you've seen it work before. Right. So there's confidence in that strategy But also what's really great is if who you're learning from also has coaching experience other than just strategy, more performance or psychology or people like to call it mindset is that when you wobble, because you will, when -hmm. you're doing something new, you're going to wobble, like you're going to feel uncertain. You're going to say, am I doing this right? Does this seem right? Am I looking at the right thing? And if you have a coach coaching one strategy that also understands human psychology that when you wobble, they can help you get back to equilibrium. Mm -hmm. It's just like we were just talking about with, you know, being a parent, you know, my kids are going to wobble. Great. I'm going to help them get their footing again.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Very important. The other one that I love with that expertise too, is again, you'd talked about, you can hijack their, their set, but it's like, you know, we joke about it, but it's like, what do you do when X happens? Well, to us, we call that Tuesday. And it's like, you know, what's going to happen when you've done it 3,000, 4,000 times just on the strategy when you you can a anticipate problems that are going to come up and how to avoid them. So, a lot of the times you can avoid a lot of the the landmines and the fear that's going to come if you follow the proven steps. That's the big one. Secondly, though, is also that the inside of the jar cannot read the outside of the label. So, to your point on psychology, a great coach can look at it, for example, and know, hey, Jane, let's say, you know, like you looking at me, I'm not going to pay attention to the detail of minutia. So, that will be really great on the creating says, because I'll go out and create a bunch. But if, I, if you know about me, you will also know that I forgot to go ahead and record. You forgot that I forgot to pay attention to the detail. So, as a great coach, You can also say, hey, Mark, you're going to need to do this, 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 because you know that that's my weak spot. I will always forget that stuff. And then you can encourage me on the good stuff instead of me beating myself up for the stuff that I forgot to do. So we do a lot of that too. So that's another reason why a mentorship or an expert, and and you bring up a really great point because this is a big one. I see sometimes people might have, and again, notice I said might, they might have an expertise and skill. A white belt who has been in martial arts for six months is not a master. So, that's why I say might. Sometimes people will go and they know of a system, but they are not an expert in it. That's a big difference. So, that's the first part. Sometimes they might be an expert in, they might have done it a hundred, a thousand times. Most of the time, that's not. So, you need to look at that. Secondly, though, it might have only worked for them and we've seen this a bunch of times. They hijack our skill set or somebody else's skill set. Now they got their benefit from the expert. Now they're trying to teach other people without the understanding of human Mm -hmm. psychology or the mastery of it. So that's why I'm saying it might. But when you have that and having that expertise, it makes a huge, huge difference. You can seriously hijack the speed. You can also avoid most of the landmines and also get the outcome in a lot less time. Um, The second piece I wanted to throw out there is this is a big one. And I remember hearing it too, but a wise man learns from his own mistakes, a wiser man will learn from the mistakes of others. And that's really where the expertise comes in. That's what people, if you think about it, are hiring is an expert to avoid those and learn from all those other thousands of people they've worked with. Right. I believe in today's business that it is much less forgiving than it was 10, 20 years ago. The internet is like, it accelerates everything. On a positive end, you can create way bigger wealth, but you can also crash and burn a lot quicker. So, the risk variable is a lot higher, which means that it gets harder and harder to just wing it. You aren't going to rebound if you totally jack it and hose it. So, that to me is that other piece too. So, it's like in today, it is what it is. And Russ and I just talked about the, this is one of the single biggest things that I would have you guys do it. But every month, you are not at your goal of let's say $30,000 a month. And you've been doing this for two years. That's $360,000 per year that you did not make. You donated that to the university of I don't know what I'm doing. That gets very expensive. So there's a price to pay either way. If you don't know what you're doing or you're paralyzed by fear, pick your goal number and multiply that by the number of months it's been paralyzing you. Hmm. You're not building this in a vacuum. And unfortunately, your clients are gonna find their solution from someone else. And there comes a point when somebody will dominate the market. We want it to be you. So, that's really a big part of it. And it's like as we're moving forward, guys, I want to just throw out there that fear does not have to paralyze you. When properly utilized, it can be one of the most powerful sources of power for you and keep you paying attention. And you also can go ahead and hijack other people's skill set to get you through it. Very similar to like in the military with EOD, which is Explosive Ordnance Disposal. They know how to walk through and find the landmines. And as long, you don't have to be an expert. All you need to do is follow EOD or a SEAL team guy and they'll walk you through. Don't step, that's the landmines. Don't step over there. And they know what to look for, how to do it. But to an untrained person, you think it's inc- there's no way I can do it. But with an expert leading the way, the path is already done. Turn right here. Now go here. Don't step there. And now you can get through the most challenging times there. So if this makes sense and you guys are looking at your business and looking and realize you're paralyzed at some level, It doesn't have to be that way unless you don't take action. So I want to invite you guys to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. And let's book a call and find out if we can help. Because at the end of the day, guys, if you're not living your dream, you're missing something. A lot of times it is fear. Fear is really tricky. We have all sorts of coping mechanisms and stories we'll tell ourselves. But the reality is if we break it down, we're afraid to be humiliated. We're afraid of failure. Sometimes fear of success. I think that's usually just a secondary level of story, but whatever but it's like one thing or another is stopping you. You're afraid of getting out in the game. You're afraid of what happens if you fail. All of those things can be mitigated if you have the right strategy, the right support, and you have the right team supporting you and helping you. We can't give you a skill set if you don't have a skill set. And this is not some kind of money grab. Just you have to add value to your fellow man, bottom line. But that's why it's so important because if you do that, you have that and you have that desire to serve your fellow man, we can make a huge difference. So go to clientsondemand.com forward slash call and let's book a call. I can tell you it will be the most powerful 45 minutes you've done on your business and your goals in a very long time, if not ever. Because at the end of the day, guys, you're on this planet for one reason, to make an impact. Your success is going to be in direct correlation to the number of people you help out of suffering and pain. How many people's problems can you solve? And that's going to be the key. And if we can help, we'll absolutely show you what that looks like. If something else is better, we'll steer you to that. There's no downside here except major value and major clarity for you and your dream. And in terms of that, guys, too, don't go through life paralyzed by fear. Get a person, a team around you that can help you face it intelligently. I love that you brought that up, Jane. But that can help you get through it because there are certain things, and I see people, too, all the time doing it where it's like they don't have that intelligent variable. So, they're just rolling the dice till they, they take one wrong mistake. Mm-hmm. So as we're moving forward, guys, I uh, would love you guys to jump on the phone. I'd love to talk to you and see if we can't help your dreams come true. Jane, any last thoughts talking to everybody about about moving past fear and changing the world?
2: Just remember, you're supposed to feel fear. A little bit of fear you're supposed to feel. And that gives you the opportunity to make a new decision. Am I going to stand in courage? Am I going to stand in faith? And am I going to stand in resourcefulness as I move on the other side of it so that now I have this this expansion of who I am?
1: Love it. Very, very cool, guys. And I agree. It's uh, Fear serves us, but don't get paralyzed by it. And that's really a big part of it. And it's a hell of a lot easier. Don't stand alone. There's, that's one of the most common things, whether we just did our Lions Pride event, we just do on our coaching is people going, wow, knowing that you have a tribe behind you and an expert behind you makes a huge, huge difference to help people get past it. And like you said, they can hijack our confidence. They can hijack our strategies and belief systems too. But let's do a jump on the phone because again, if you're not living your dream, you're missing something. Let's find out what that is so we can help you. So again, clientsondemand.com forward slash call. And with that, we'll bid adieu. And thank you guys for joining us. Jane Jewell, thank you as always. And let's go rock it. And guys, let's get after it. Book your call and let's go ahead and have a chat. Okay, guys, Bye, guys. all the best.
0: Number one, the exact price you should be charging. Number two, the exact target audience you should be going after. And number three, the exact strategy you should be using to reach them. Remember, scaling your coaching or service business does not happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make it happen. Now, we've helped clients all over the world scale their businesses to six and seven figures while enjoying life and making the world a better place along the way.